Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Stasin. This is Mobile Growth Podcast, where we discuss how to monetize apps, how to grow them successfully. And uh, we have been thinking a lot about using influencer campaigns for app marketing recently. And we have been looking for some time to talk to someone about this, someone who knows how to do it right. And today we have a guest, Christina from Zork Agency. And Christina is actually an expert exactly in, in this topic. So hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me here. I'm glad to explore and to share my experience in influencer marketing. If you have any questions and if guests after hearing this podcast also have questions, please feel free to contact me. Uh, yeah, maybe you can start with telling us a little bit about Zorka Agency. I know you have some great clients in Mobile Vertical. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Zorka Agency is influencer and performance marketing agency. We are mainly focused on building ROI forecasted strategies that help our clients to scale up. And if you ask about, ask about me, I'm head of influencer marketing department and I started my career in this field more than five years ago. So I've seen and worked a lot with different verticals of clients, with different different platforms. So I'm happy to share your, my experience with you today. Yeah, let's switch to the topic of like influencer marketing. And I guess the first question sure. would be, would be like, how do you find relevant influencers for your app? Before you start looking for influencers, you need to understand who is relevant for you. Just because influencer marketing, it's not something new and a lot of companies and brands and products have already tested different approaches and found effective influencer marketing strategies, I would recommend to start from competitive research. Yes, you need to spend some time and money on it, but at the same time, you will save more and you won't need to spend unnecessary money for ineffective influencer marketing tests. So after you conduct this research and you will understand what platforms, what kind of content creators will work for you the best, you can start looking for this for these guys. You can use marketplaces. For example, some platforms have their own solutions for looking and communicating with them. If you need to run a campaign on TikTok, you can use Creator Marketplace. You can set some filters and find relevant influencers there. You can even run their influence marketing campaign and pay and track the results. But for example, if this platform doesn't have influence marketing agencies or talent agencies, just because not all bloggers can be reached directly and they have exclusive deals with some agencies, it will be a good way for you to get the list of influencers for your campaign. And so you can also use some platforms, some third-party tools, which will provide you with breakdown of the statistics as well of different kind of influencers. If you are looking for some specific one, you can go to influencer marketing hub they can they have this platform section you can scroll they have a lot of options you can find uh, the right one for you if you ask me we use thought leaders iCadata as well as hype train just because we haven't found one solution that will cover all the platforms so we are using multiple but if you're a startup or some company that can't afford buying this subscription it's and expensive, you can just ask for free trials and it will be enough for you to uh, to search for influencers and start working with them for first few months. And last but not the least, you can just look for these influencers manually on the platform. 
since you know what kind of influencers you need, you just need to start from one and look for lookalike creators. And don't forget to request some screenshots of their statistics because it's very important to check this data before you start running the campaign. So uh, this is some tip. Yeah. And yes, is it more expensive to use a third party platform to search for them? Because I guess they also have some commission. So you're not just, is it like one off subscription or you're actually like sharing some budget with them? Not all of the money goes to the influencer in this case. It depends. If it's a marketplace, yes, they will just charge the fee on top of the budget. And if it's just some SaaS platform, you'll pay for subscription really different, but it's about like the good subscription will cost you about 10 grand a year. Oh yeah. So it's not cheap. Maybe, maybe it's good yeah. in this sense to hire an agency who has a subscription already <laughs> just a, as a, a life hack. So, all right, let's imagine that you have found an influencer that you like and want to work with how to define the goals for, for the campaign with this influencer. Should it be increasing brand awareness or you should be more specific and have a KPIs or number of installs, maybe even trial start event and so on. Most of the clients are performance oriented, but you need to consider running brand awareness campaigns on a different product stages, as well as different occasions. For example, if you collaborated with some celebrity or with some other brand, you more likely want to cover as much audience for cheaper price as you can, rather than focus on some specific so it's for some specific audience, or if you just launched your product and no one knows about it, there is no trust, no loyalty. It's good to run brand awareness campaign just to let people know what is this product is all about. When you're confident, when you already tested your product, you can run performance oriented campaigns because it won't be a little difficult to set some KPIs for the agency or for the blogger if it's not well-known product. If you ask me about subscription or trial or install, it all depends on the product. You just need to calculate the price for subscription or for install and then offer it to, to the blogger. There are some different financial models that you use. Some bloggers, they just don't accept CPA or CPI basis. That's why you will need to, to pay them fixed fee and all the results you are taken into consideration that that conversions that you already had from previous tests. But at the same time, you can find bloggers who will agree on fixed fee plus CPA basis or just CPA basis. And here it's up to you. What do you want to target for? For subscription or uh, for installs. But from my experience, I know that bloggers don't want to commit on some deep, uh, the, like some deep conversions in the app, just because they don't know your Unity economy, they don't know the conversions, and it's easier for them to agree on their first action, like let's say install. Yeah, that makes sense. And still, what do you think to do the best? Try, trying to find someone who agrees on this like CPI or like model, C CPI model, or the fixed budget for the campaign. It's way easier to find influencers who will agree just on a fixed but you will be on the safer side if you will be able to convince someone to work on us. Yeah, that makes sense. And thinking about like launching these campaigns, how it should be approached, do you need to support it by performance marketing, like use creative with this influencer, let's say, but also advertise it through like paid channels, or it should be just mm -hmm. this influencer reach 
and like he's 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 audience only that he advertises to media support is not necessary but uh, we recommend to to yes to spend some time and some money on user acquisition campaigns as well for example tiktok it's not really effective by its own it will be really good if you just run videos with influencers as well as partners. but speaking about youtube it can go by itself no problem if you run some special project or some drop with some prizes it will be just smart to spend uh, additional budget on uh, and bring additional bring more users into this robot. By the way, can you get like an ad creative with this influencer that you can use later on? Like, so you have the rights to use it as long as you want. A lot of influencers ask for additional cost if they provide this rights for creatives, but just the tip from me, we just include it in their contract as default default point and some bloggers who are smart enough or who works for agencies and some lawyers are verifying the agreements, they can ask for additional price or just to delete this point. But most of them, I'd say like 60%, in this way, you will be able to use their creatives for your user acquisition campaigns. And in most cases, the conversions will be high when you use the creative influencer. And, and as an agency, would you like uh, provide these creatives to the clients? Uh, can they use it after working with you? Sure, yes. This is one of the benefits of influencer marketing. You can use these creatives for at least like half a year and then bring more users using these videos. Got it. Let's talk about the platforms then. There are like a lot of options these days. You can use Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. LinkedIn, maybe, maybe there are even influencers there now these days. So what would you recommend? I don't think that there is any platform that will work for every product. You need to test and you need to find the best platform that will work for you. Also take into consideration the lifetime value of the product. If it's too low, I don't think YouTube or Twitch or maybe LinkedIn would be that profitable for you. It's better to go to TV. Also think about your audience. You can go, it's just a Google information, or, or you can ask them in chat GPT where my audience is. For example, if you're looking for mother's kids, they more likely be on Instagram. Yeah, you will be able to find them on uh, YouTube as well, on talk, but uh, they won't that active there. So uh, in this way, we we'll recommend to go to Instagram. Or if you have a fitness app, you can find your audience in all platforms. In this way, we'll recommend you to run cross-platform cross platform campaign. And you can also request some videos from the blogger on different channels. They can modify the content and uh, try to reach the audience on uh, every social media they have. So there is nothing like a universal that, okay, you can go and get the results only on this platform. Every platform has a good quality audience. If it matches with the audience of your app, just go there. Got it. And in these campaigns, do you, should you use promo codes, maybe some prices, maybe product reviews, are there any like techniques that works the best for influencer campaigns? We always recommend to provide some incentives for the audience when you run influencer marketing campaigns, just because they won't be that motivated to go through this tracking link or use this QR code or promo code if it's the same, the same deal that they can get through their app store or just Google it. So we highly recommend to provide something from the blogger himself 
for example, special promo code from me as a blogger, or if you can also conduct some rough and uh, provide some prizes for the audience who will uh, communicate with your brand, it will also increase conversion rate. It will be better result overall. Yeah, sure. You use as much as you can, but we understand that ruffles and all those prizes, they just increase the cost of the campaign. So be smart. Just don't throw there a lot of prizes on the audience. It should be more engaging mechanic. It will be better if you work on retention, for example, conduct a truffle, but at the same time, you're not just providing the price randomly, but you ask your audience to use the app for seven days in a row or five days in a row. In this way, you will be able to increase your, your retention as well as amount of paying users. And at the same time, you can give them as, as a benefit. Got it. I think the most interesting stuff is like in specific examples. Maybe you can provide some examples of successful influencer com marketing campaigns for some specific verticals. Okay. So since we already started talking about some prizes, I can share the example of one of our clients from vertical education. So, you know, when Apple announced some new, new, new items, they do it in a real time. So they do this live presentation. And it's appeared that a lot of bloggers and streamers, they restream this presentation. And, uh, people are more engaged watching this kind of content because they are like commenting, they're throwing some jokes. So this is how we decided to promote the educational course. We came up with some game, really, really easy game, like Tetris from our childhood that when you just like to press a button. And the bigger discount you can get for this educational course. And blogger announced that, okay, if you take part in the game, and he was playing this game also in real time, he said, everyone who completed this game and put the email to the section, he will get one of the prizes that will be announced on this Apple presentation. So we didn't know what's gonna be on the new iPhone or iPad or, so we saw a really high conversions just because people are waiting for this official presentation and they have nothing to do. They're just watching blogger who is playing. They were playing with him and we collected a lot of people who were actually interested in the product and ROI for this campaign was positive on their third day. And it's really rare for educational products because uh, it's uh, just a long funnel. First, you like communicate, then you give them some free webinars, and only then live stream. Is it like is it a good idea to launch an app with influencer campaign? In this example, maybe was it just a launch of new product of the new app, or you can like improve your current user acquisition with with influencer campaign? In this particular example, it wasn't something new. It was existing course, but you were able to get the discount for it. But if you're asking on what stage of your product you need to run into the marketing campaign, I would say that you can start from the early stages. It's better if you think how you will run an influencer campaign in the future and will be able to bring some some technical things in the app. For example, promo codes. 
not everyone can provide it. And it's a great way to track the results and also motivate people to use, use your app. Also, you can collaborate with some influencers who can test your product. For example, if it's a fitness app, you can onboard five fitness trainers or five uh, people who already use in some uh, fitness app as a focus group. And they can test and provide you their, their feedback. And it's better if you do some technical adjustments on the early stages, then try to change something afterwards. You can also launch in front of campaign for a soft launch. For example, if you want to tell user behavior in some specific geo, that will work as well. And of course, the global launch and every new event that happens in the app, it's a great way to uh, bring new users and also announce something that is new, some updates or some collaborations or events that's going on. You mentioned one of the things that you mentioned is the the campaign. And you mentioned that you can use promo codes a little bit for that, but what's like the general approach to, to tracking, attributing new users to, to the campaign? We usually use tracking links, QR codes, and promo codes. So the most traffic comes from QR codes and tracking leads, of course, and QR codes, it's more launch from story. Some leads can come even one month after a few months. But when you track your results, you have to take into consideration that a huge part of users go to organic. Yeah, we can make the easiest journey for their customer, but at the same time, they can just forget and then just Google, just remembering, watching this uh, integration host. So um, according to our experience, about 30 or 50 up to 50% will go to organic. And also we're speaking about trackable results, but if you run influencer marketing campaigns on a monthly basis, or if you run some huge campaign and you have enough data to analyze, uh, you can make some analysis and you will see that uh, influencer marketing also affects the position in the store. It also affects the cost of acquisition on different channels. And also it can give you some snowball effect later on. And of course, we're not forgetting about existing users. They can re-engage users and bring them up, uh, bring them back to them. So I think given that it's actually pretty hard to track accurately, right? This is one of the reasons why it should be also hard to like make arrangements on install with the like paying for per install, per trial start and so on, because you can't even track this accurately, even if you want to do it. <laughs> so it looks like a fixed budget kind of easier, just, just easier setting to start such campaigns. Do you have like an idea of maybe what's, what's the minimum budget required to, 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 to launch influencer campaign? Who should be, which type of companies with what kind of budget should be looking into this at all? To speak about tier one countries, like English speaking countries, yeah. let's say, I, w- I would recommend to start from $20,000, but some, some companies, they run it for free. If it's, for example, on, for example, you are sending their products uh, to review and work with micro influencers, so you can do it for, uh, I don't know, 5k, just because even small influencers want some fixed fee, but you can really decrease your cost. But if you want to get some results and for example, even estimate some organic traffic, you won't be able to do it unless it's 20k and more. Got it. So if you are, if you are small, you can be creative and figure out how to, to get this even for free, but. But you have to be creative. Otherwise, it's like 20, 20K to start if you want to see a real impact. 
Yeah, but to see the real impact, uh, even 20K is not enough, but at least you will be able to test some categories or some platforms uh, to see what works for you and how you can adjust your strategy. And what, what should be the frequency then? Let's say 20K is per one campaign. How long does it take for this campaign? Is it like for one month, how much you should allocate for the year? So some of the brands, they run monthly campaigns. So every month they run into the marketing campaign and treat influence marketing as one of their traffic sources. And some just dedicate their campaigns to some events, for example, new update or in the app or some course was announced or some collaboration with some star and they allocate a specific budget and run influence marketing campaign. So it's totally depends. There is no good formula that will work for yeah. everyone. Maybe it's a silly question to ask, but can it be like influencer marketing campaigns, can it be more effective than like standard performance marketing stuff? Maybe you know cases where this works much better than like standard performance marketing. It can be. It all depends on creative. I can share one example from, from our experience. The brand, I'm not going to name the brand specifically, but it was audiobooks. Now the app was audiobooks and we came up with this creative idea that, that everyone is talking about body positivism, but we're going to talk about book positivism. So uh, no one can blame you for what you read or even if you finish the book, it's okay. It was, we found that audience really liked this idea that maybe they want to read, but they don't have time. And then they finish the book and blame themselves. So we run this multi-platform campaign using TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And bloggers were sharing their real examples of what they like to read and how they couldn't finish the books in the school or how their parents were blaming them that they don't read enough. And the results of this campaign were really good, better than user acquisition campaign. Uh, so the goal was uh, about 35,000 uh, per plain user. And we managed to do it in 12.5. And uh, the CDR from view to plain user was 0.13%. It was really good results for them. And uh, this is the example that yes, influencer marketing can work better than user acquisition. Got it. Got it. But I, I guess it's also important to have a like good creative. And in this example, you have interesting approach with this, like that it's fine to not finish the book, I guess. So you don't have to feel guilty if you haven't finished the book, which happens to, to the best of us. Got it. So yeah, what, what are some risks? Maybe there are some standard pitfalls working with influencers. Can you share your advice on that? You know, the risk is always involved. Oh, by the way, I was just uh, reading about new trends and what everyone is talking about is de-influencing. So what is de-influencing when blogger is launching some um, campaign or let's say posting some videos of the products or apps they don't like, that they don't recommend to use. And there are a lot of videos like that on TikTok as well as Instagram and YouTube. So one of the risks to appear in this de-influencing campaign, then you will need to spend even more in order to increase the brand loyalty. Why would they yeah. do it? Like they just see some influencer campaign and they don't like the app and they follow up with just their like, the idea of overconsumption that you're yeah. buying more you're having a lot of subscriptions and you don't need it so mm -hmm. that's why they 
encourage people to be more reasonable and don't uh, spend their money here and there, especially if yeah. this is going. Is it, is it the this only is, is it the only risk like uh, with influencers? No, this is the only just a risk that been uh, discussed frequently recently. Not a lot of risks. So, for example. You can find the influencer who won't be that responsible. For example, you have the you have the campaign planned in a certain period of time where some update is coming or where you're launching your product and they promised to go live and then they forgot, they decided to quit and so on and so forth. So the big, the biggest risk is to lose influencer while their campaign itself. Another risk is fraud. Unfortunately, it's hard to identify fraud from the very beginning. Even if you see that all the statistics looks clean and good, but you run, for example, CPA or CPM basis campaign, they can just be creative and bring some bots just to get a higher, higher fee in the end. So you always need to ask for screenshots afterwards just to avoid this kind of, kind of behavior from their side. And at the stage of like looking at selection of the influencer, could you be like fooled by the number of followers they have? Some they might have like millions of followers, let's say on Instagram, but you you never know how real are those followers. Did they buy half of it? Are there any ways to kind of figure this out? So third party tools provide you the information about false users. So if you use these platforms, it will be easier for you to identify. But if you're, for example, searching McNeil, it could be tricky. So we faced some situations when bloggers were providing us screenshots from their social media, but they photoshopped it. Oh. Like they're not showing your real numbers. It's just fake views. Yeah. That might it. happen. Got it. I think I basically asked. All of the questions I had about influencer marketing. Thanks a lot for sharing all these details. What would be what would be the best way to follow listeners to connect with you to to learn more? Maybe they have some follow up questions. Maybe they want to to work with you. What would be the best way to connect? I'm available on Facebook, LinkedIn, or they can just email me on my working email. I can share it with you. Yeah, we can add it. I mean, like we can add information in the in the notes. And hopefully they will reach out. Okay, Christina, thanks so much for sharing the expertise. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking about influencer marketing. And if you have some questions, please free, feel free to contact me. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Michael. Bye. Bye.